This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction Series. Joining you every morning at 8am. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you for sticking with us and joining us across uh, this week. Sorry that there was no show yesterday. I was working on the early shift 7 till 3, but we did manage to get a show out in the afternoon, which I hope plenty you've enjoyed it seems like you did we did a really good show kind of talking about a big misconception around Mikel Arteta's tenure and his uh, appreciation or kind of view on the transfer window and certain transfer targets so if you hadn't taken a look at that yet make sure that you do uh, good morning everybody joining us in the chat box live uh, thank you for making this part of your normal morning routines good morning to Matt to Carl to Paul Simon good morning to you uh, Canoe Daniel Damien uh, Sanj good morning Harvey Stevie uh, Simon, Josh, good morning. I uh, hope you're all doing good. Uh, and uh, we've got also got Lynn, we've got Damien, we've got uh, DBSLBU. I'm sure that stands for something. Uh, Olu, good morning. Uh, Elder Bo- uh, Boatza, uh, is that Boatza? I think so. Junior, good morning. Nikolai, uh, Jose, and so many more as well. Uh, make sure if you haven't done so already to drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. You shouldn't need them because we do these at 8 a.m. pretty much every single day. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, crack on with today's stories. There is a poll going in the chat box, which we'll come on to in a little bit. So if you haven't already voted on that, make sure that you give it a quick press and choose your choice. Now, I brought this up on yesterday's show, but I can't really ignore this. Uh, and to be honest, I don't really want to. Uh, Lee Judges, our good friend of the show, Lee Judges, out in Germany, pulling exclusives for Arsenal, chatting away with their dude, cheekily asking him <laughs> transfer questions. Um, brilliant. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Fair play. Um, asking Edu cheekily, is there any signings coming? Is there any signings coming? And Edu replies, we're working on it. <laughs> Fair play, Lee. 
congratulations, mate. Brilliant exclusive. And uh, and Cecil, of course, as well. So fair play uh, for that. <laughs> Unbelievable. So funny. If you haven't checked it out, go and check it out on AFTV. Um, now we've got another uh, couple of signings or renewals to talk about. Uh, James, James Sweet and Billy Vigar have both joined uh, the club on professional contracts. Uh, James is attacking minded midfielder and uh, Billy just looking into his kind of uh, profile it says he's he displayed real versatility playing in a number of different positions on the pitch scoring four goals and assisting three uh, in the under 18 so clearly he can play uh, in a lot of number uh, positions on the field as well so uh, two players to look out for uh, they'll probably be involved in the under 18s but who knows maybe even the under 21s next season but Billy Vega and James Sweet both joining the club on professional contracts. Congratulations to them both. Now, Bert Leno is closing in on a potential exit from the club. He looks like he could be going off to Fulham. Uh, Build reported that because he wasn't involved with the uh, the squads in Germany, that was to avoid injury so that he could complete his move. Arsenal supposedly want a figure in the region of 10 to 11 million. I imagine they'll get something close to that, maybe slightly less than that. Um, but that's the around the ballpark of what we're talking about to sell burn Leno to the club uh, so let's see where he ends up going and what Arsenal do with any potential funds they get from it uh, now according to Build again uh, another story for Build Germany really going hard on the Arsenal reports Ainsley Maitland-Niles has a number of inquiries and offers from clubs around Europe and in the UK uh, there aren't any shortage of offers, apparently, for the player. We're not 100% sure what Arsenal's asking price for Maitland-Niles is. He only has a year left on his deal, so you can't imagine it's going to be loads. Um, but Arsenal will be looking to try and get as maximum value for Ainsley Maitland-Niles as they can. Uh, obviously, we know that we need to try and strengthen a number of areas. Whether or not they see Maitland-Niles as an asset for next season is still unsure. And Mikel Arteta did speak after the game against Nuremberg and talked about how there are players, of course, in the squad that are not guaranteed starts next year. And they have all got the opportunity to show themselves like any other player and earn that place in the squads. And I thought Maitland-Niles had a decent game against Nuremberg, to be honest. I mean, even he was one of the standout players, I thought, in the first half despite it not being the best half of football, especially in the first half. But the second half, I thought he improved a lot as well. Perhaps he could be an asset, but for me, I think I would look to be trying to get maximum value where I can for the player. Now, another one, and a very, very interesting one, is Lucas Torreira. Lucas Torreira is set to join the club on the US tour. His agent was speaking yesterday, being asked about potential interest from Juventus. Uh, and he said basically like Juve question mark at the moment. Uh, he's been, Arsenal have called him and they expect him to be part of the US tour. So that's the plan right now is that he will return and play on the US tour. And I, for one, am interested. You know, he's he's spoken about very openly about the fact that he doesn't really see a future with Arsenal. In fact, I think he used the words no chance when he was asked about coming back to Arsenal. But at the moment, there aren't the offers on the table to suggest that they can find an exit for him. Uh, whether or not he accepts that invitation um, to return is another thing. You would think that he would. I don't think he's the type, to be honest, to just reject uh, the the call to come back. But he, like a lot of the players that had uh, international football responsibilities, will return to the club tomorrow. So the likes of Saliba, Odegaard, Xhaka, you know, Saka, Ramsdale, all these guys are going to be coming back to the squad tomorrow, along with Lucas Torreira. So uh, he will be part of the squads at the moment to go to the US tour. 
uh, for pre-season. And we'll see what indeed he ends up doing. But one to keep our eyes on, it seems. Uh, Maybe this story is not yet done for Lucas Torreira. Now, Napoli are still awaiting offers for Fabian Ruiz. Uh, The club's director came out yesterday to say they hadn't actually received any offers at all. You know, if you remember, we brought you stories saying Arsenal were interested in the £16 million deal. That price tag then rose to around a £25 million figure. For a player of his quality, you know, that is a very, very good price tag for Fabian Ruiz. £25 million is still very, very good indeed. He's not the only Serie A player that we've been linked to in midfield. Ismail Banassa has been talked about from AC Milan as well. A number of Serie A players are constantly being linked with Arsenal. What I would say is continually take these reports with a big grain of salt. Italian reports have been the least reliable for quite some time. Um, and, you know, they, they very rarely come true, it seems. Uh, now, Lucas Paqueta, however, is a very intriguing one. According to Media Foot in France, Arsenal are, quote, pushing to try and complete a deal for Lucas Paqueta. And then according to other reports that dropped last night, Get French Football News reported uh, that Lucas Paqueta has asked to leave Leon as well. Um, very interesting where this one goes. Is Lucas Paqueta the mystery midfielder that we've all been curious to who actually is the priority over Yuri Tielemans? We'll have to wait and see. But if Arsenal can get hold of someone like Lucas Paqueta and his quality, it would be an excellent piece of business. Another Brazilian coming into the team potentially this summer would join up, of course, with Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel Magalhaes, Marquinhos and Gabriel Jesus. And he would be renamed Gabriel Paqueta, of course, because that's what happens if you're a Brazilian when you join Arsenal, is you have to change your first name to Gabriel. It's just part of the law of being at Arsenal at this stage. It's already Gabriel Marquinhos. Uh, that's that's already his name. Uh, and we've already renamed him that. So, Lucas, welcome to Arsenal. Welcome to your new name. Uh, it's just what happens. It's just what happens and needs to be done if you are Brazilian and joining Arsenal at this stage. Even Edu. Edu is Gabriel Edu. Uh, now, uh, Lissandro Martinez, uh, the story, the saga of Arsenal's early first half of the summer transfer window. This looks near dead for Arsenal at the moment. I don't really see how Arsenal are still in the race for Lissandro Martinez. Um, at the end of the day, Ajax are asking for even more money now. Man United are being placed. Like, Man United are being absolutely driven down the garden path with this one. Ajax have now apparently upped their value of Martinez to 60 million euros. You're looking at 53 million odd quid to get Lissandro Martinez into the club. And I'm sorry, for everything that I like about the guy, he is not worth 60 million euros. You know, he's not worth more than Gabriel Jesus. He's just not. It's just not worth more than that player. Um, I wouldn't be going anywhere near this price tag. And I wouldn't be criticising the club for not going this high. The same as I didn't criticise the club for going as high as £60 million for Rafinha. There are certain prices that I'm just simply not going to get critical of the team for not paying. Um, you, it's a joke. Like You can only go so far with certain targets. Um, if Martinez was willing to come to Arsenal and trying to force a move, he tried to force a move, it seems, anyway, to leave the club and go to the Premier League. And it's still not having an impact uh, so far. But the latest reports are that they're now asking for 60 million euros for Lissandra Martinez, which is just an absolute joke. Um, but they don't need to sell. Like, Ajax are well within their rights to ask what they want and to keep changing it. They can do what they like. He's under a contract. 
Um, they have no loyalties to, to, to bend to his will to let him go to a Premier League side. They can just, as is, let him do or rather let themselves do what they want. So, yeah, 60 million euros, absolutely not. And that's probably one of the big reasons why you're seeing reports linking Arsenal with Alex Grimaldo of Benfica. Um, according to a report out in Portugal, Arsenal are expected to make an offer for Grimaldo in the region of just €7 million, Euros, which seems very cheap. That's only £5.9 million. Pounds. That'd be less than what we paid for Nuno Tavares from Benfica. It, clearly, Arsenal have a very good relationship with the Portuguese side. That's pretty well established at this stage. Um, and I think if you're going to go and spend €60 million Euros on Lissandro Martinez, would I rather see us bring in two central midfielders and say Grimaldo or a left centre-back and Grimaldo, uh, who are more natural to those two positions over Lissandro Martinez, if they are of a quality, absolutely. You know, because it's just not worth the money and I'd rather bring more assets in of quality in for less money. Uh, just for me, it's just not happening. It's it's just it's just not going to happen. But Grimaldo, if these links persist, I will endeavour to get you a tactical breakdown on the left-back and we'll go into depth about how good this guy is. Now, we finish the show on our headline story of the day. Uh, according to the Daily Star, this is a exclusive by Alex Woods on Daily Star. They say Arsenal are considering a shock approach for Chelsea midfielder Bungolo Kante. Now, Kante has just 12 months remaining on his deal uh, at Chelsea. Uh, he is on quite a sizable contract that Chelsea wouldn't mind moving on. He has suffered with a few injury issues last season. That said, if N'Golo Kante can stay fit and play to what he's capable of, we know that N'Golo Kante can be a very good, very not just a very good, but a very, very good player. I think his wages are in the region of 250 to £300,000 per week right now. Um, if he was to move to Arsenal, whether or not that wage would go up or down, I don't know. And to be honest, I can't give you any kind of guidance on whether or not this story is legit. I personally have heard nothing to suggest Arsenal were looking at N'Golo Kante from my point of view. That doesn't mean it's not true. Uh, Arsenal have been very good at keeping things quiet. And if this one has slipped through the cracks, then fair play to the Daily Star for grabbing it. But I haven't seen anything to suggest this is uh, the case. The question, though, let's just say in a hypothetical world, it is true. And this is what I want to understand from you guys. Would you take Angola Kante? Let's say the price tag is below £20 million. And let's say his wage doesn't increase. Let's say he becomes, uh, you know, equally as highly paid as Gabriel Jesus. So you're looking at two hundred twenty to £250,000 per week. Obviously, Arsenal have moved on a lot of players. A lot of players, a lot of big wages have been removed off the wage bill. It's not like we don't have the scope to pay N'Golo Kante on a two-year deal uh, up until he was 33. He is 31 years of age. Uh, I've asked you guys in the chat box, 59% of you have said yes. 41% of you have said no. Very split. Very split so far indeed. If you haven't voted on a poll, go into the chat box, make sure you vote. And then after you voted, make sure that you drop a like on the video as well. For me, if we get hold of a Yuri Tielemans, if we get hold of a Lucas Paqueta and you're telling me that we get one of those players, it's an absolute yes. It's an absolute yes. It's not even a question. It's not even a question for me. It's not a debate for me. Uh, for me, if you're going to be able to get hold of a very good progressive midfielder in a Tielemans, in a Paqueta, someone like that, and Arsenal have the opportunity to add an experienced 
quality player in N'Golo Kante to be part of that dressing room that's won Premier Leagues, that's won Champions Leagues, playing at the highest level. Absolutely. I said at the start of the window that I was looking at Arsenal to go out and sign a potentially world-class midfielder of experience that was an opportunity. I brought up Ilkay Gundogan as a potential example. He's 31, 30, 31, 32, by the way. You know, no different in age to N'Golo Kante at all. And a lot of people were very open to the idea of Ilkay Gundogan. And yet, weirdly, not as open to Kante. I would absolutely go for Kante uh, if you could guarantee me that it was kind of that extra midfield signing. Because in my mind, Arsenal are only going to make a couple more signings this window, which would be in central midfield and a defender. And if you told me that on top of those two players, Kante was also coming in, I'd be like, great. Brilliant. Like, fantastic. N'Golo Kante is, is a... Is a well, no, when he's playing, he's a world-class player, in my opinion. Um, people need to, in my mind, get over the kind of the age thing because Arsenal have rebalanced the squad. You know, Arsenal aren't in trouble um, in regards to bringing in players of a certain age. We've rebalanced things. You know, the squad is in a very, very, very good place. Is he in decline? There aren't too many 31-year-olds that you would say aren't going backwards. <laughs> you know, there aren't too many players of that age that aren't going backwards at all. But Arsenal do lack experience and they lack quality at that kind of age. If you're telling me that I had a choice between seeing Angola Kante start a game and, you know, say we don't have Party or we don't have Xhaka or we don't have kind of our starters and I have a choice between starting Angola Kante or Lukonga or El Elneny, I'd have Kante, you know, it's not a question. And I think there's also a bit of a block on people's minds because of the whole Chelsea thing, the David Luiz, the Willian, the Czech. I get that. I understand we've been burned by these deals in the past, but I don't look at I don't look at N'Golo Kante as a Czech, a Luiz um, or a Willian. I really don't. If you were saying to me, this is a potentially bonus addition to the squad this summer, it's it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer for me. Uh, if this deal does, of course, progress and we see any more links of it, I'll do a tactical breakdown. I'll get some balanced thoughts and theories on the channel uh, about him. But for now, it is just theory. So I don't want anyone getting their hopes up or maybe getting their worries up, uh, depending on where you sit on this one. Um, but uh, thank you so much for tuning into the first half of the show. We're going to go and take your questions uh, and your thoughts and theories about the club. And uh, I look forward to seeing what questions we come up with in the chat box after this short break. Okay, uh, we're going to jump into the chat box. Uh, as I said, make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe as well. Just before, um, just before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to the Cincinnati Gooners um, because they were very kind enough uh, to send me a few things, actually. This scarf is pretty darn... Awesome. I can get it the right way up. Here we go. Hopefully you can see that. But the uh, the Cincy Gooners sending it over that all the way from Cincinnati. So thank you so much for that. That's amazing. I know that someone else has also contacted me. Craig has, has contacted me from Fort Lauderdale as well about sending a scarf. I think it's great. You know, uh, as you, you probably don't know what goes on behind this green screen here. But uh, if you watch the Arsenal way, you know, I'm basically building up like a massive collage on the wall behind. And I think that I'm going to try and make a big part of that scarves and stuff like that so if any other supporter clubs want to get involved want to be part of the arsenal or the tgt or the arsenal way background 
then get in touch. Um, but uh, but there you go. Yeah, thank you so much for the guys over at Cincinnati. I'll make sure to tweet something out of all of their social links as well so you can check them out. Perhaps you're in the area over there in the US and you didn't know they existed and you're an Arsenal fan. So maybe you've now found yourselves a uh, a supporters club to get involved in. Let's uh, let's go to you guys in the chat box then. Let's tackle some of these questions. Uh, let's go to Marwan, who says, lots of love from Egypt. Lots of love to yourself, mate. Uh, which sentiment or DM should we sign from your point of view? I think Paqueta is more of a quality than Tillemans. What do you think? And I don't think we need a defender. I disagree about the defender thing. We absolutely do. We need someone who's versatile enough that when Tierney's not around, cover at left back. Um, Nuno Tavares, of course, is being linked heavily with a move to Marseille, uh, something I didn't talk about in the first half of the show. But Marseille are very, very, very interested in trying to bring him in on loan for next season. So I think a defender still is certainly up there. Marie could still go, and then we're only having one left-footed centre-back in Gabriel. We've got Saliba who can play there, sure. But I think I'd like to bring in someone left-footed who can play maybe at left centre-back and left-back. I think that's that's certainly something that we need to... To think about, Gavardio was the obvious one for me at RB Leipzig. Um, you've got Bascagli as well at Feyenoord, another potential option. Uh, Zinchenko, of course, can play left-back and in midfield, so potentially he's an option. Um, but in regards to uh, should we sign from sentiment or DM, you know, I lean more towards, uh, I think Paqueta is a brilliant, brilliant player. If you can get someone like that level of quality, I'd lean more towards him than Tielemans. But Tielemans still is a fantastic footballer as well. So either of the two, in terms of a DM... You know, a DM is slightly difficult. Like, who are we going to go out and get that's going to sit and, and, and play in that number six role? It's it's a tricky one. Um, a lot of people talk about going and getting Wilfred and Didi from, from Leicester as a potential option. I'm not sure whether or not that's value for money at the moment. Um, and I know he suffered with a fair few injuries as well last season, so I'm not sure that's the right choice. You go to um, you go to Wolves and you look at someone like Dendonka or slightly further forward than that, and Neves, but the price tags of Wolves players are a joke at this stage. So it's very difficult. I think I'd need to... Um, yeah, I think I would need to, to think about a DM and go through some of the potential options. Uh, Mr. Lay says, uh, and thank you so much for the donation... Uh, evening from California. This is my opinion, but I think Tillemans' transfer is done. But the hold-up is Leicester bringing in someone else. What do you say? Uh, maybe. I mean, potentially, it's it's very it's very possible that you know that's the case. We are out of the know regarding a lot a lot of what Arsenal are doing. You know, it's been agreed with the player for a long, long time. He's very keen to come to the club. That's not a problem. It's always now at this point. It seems. Uh, about Arsenal putting in that official offer and waiting for that to happen, but maybe it's already done. Maybe you know more than me. Uh, Joshua says, which players are you most interested to see during the US tour? I'm very interested to see how Eddie gets on, see if he can silence the haters for a short while at least. Yeah, Josh, we can only hope, can't we, that he can. I think he he was drawing a little bit of noise in the first half of the game against Nuremberg, but in the second half, definitely shut up those haters for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a number of players. I'm hoping Lionel Sosa is going to go, the left back, the young left back. I want to see what he's capable of. Obviously, Charlie Patino had a really nice cameo against Nuremberg, so I'm hoping we can see a bit more of him as well. What I'm not looking forward to is the early hours that I'm going to have to watch these games at, which I know sounds so ungrateful to a lot of our foreign fans who tune in at silly o'clock to watch both the games and my shows. But yeah, I'm doing a shift from 10pm till 6am to cover one of the games for Football London. That is going to be a killer. So uh, I I am not looking forward particularly to that, but... uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the games and I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do. Uh, Neil says, what about Douglas Louise from Villa? Not a bad choice. Is he an out-and-out defensive midfielder? 
it's debatable. I know he does like to get forward and be a little bit more expressive, but yeah, he does sit in that deep position. So I suppose that he is certainly one to look at. Uh, Jason says, uh, question Tom, after watching the match and Arteta playing a 3-5-2 with both Nketiah and Jesus up top, doesn't that make the Martinez acquisition a bigger priority? He would play on the left side of a back three. Jason, what I would say is the back threes that are used in preseason are never indicative of what Arsenal will do because the amount of different players and the amount of you know youth options, the amount of combinations of formations you can use of all the players in your squad in these preseason games, it's not an indication that we will go to a back three. Just don't get your hopes up if that's what you want. It really doesn't. Um, it's not an indication that Arsenal will move to a back three whatsoever. Um, let's go to uh, Manali, uh, who says, uh, are we in the difficult part of the window? I'm starting to think that we won't see much action until August. This is a crucial part of the window. I don't know if, uh, if difficult is the right word. I would say August is a difficult part of the window, especially to try and sign quality players. I think we're in a period of the window now where we have opened up the chance to look at potential alternatives for players that we aren't able to get as our priority. And we did that by doing a lot of our our business early on during the window. So I think that, you know, there's there's scope for us to to get plenty more players in still. So I don't think we're in a difficult part. I think we're in an important part of the window. Um, let's go to uh, NVR. says, wouldn't even take Kante for free. He's on a massive decline and has become injury prone. Don't we learn? So let's just have a quick look uh, at Kante's injury record. Some arts of a quick check. Uh, injury history, Angolo Kante. Uh, okay, so last season in 21-22, he missed 5, 11, 12, 16 games. To be fair, uh, COVID was responsible for three of those, so 13 games. Um, so yeah, missed 13 games last season. He was out for a total of, if you don't count those, 14, 35 56 days of the season he missed because of a number of knee and a knock and a groin issue. Um, they were stretches of, you know, six and four and three games. As I said, if it's a case of you get him in on the cheap and you're just adding him as a bonus, I really don't see a problem with that, especially if it's on a one or two year contract. If it's like a three year deal, then I'm sorry, I can't really justify that. If it's on a one or a two-year contract, I really don't see still too much of an issue of it. But even when you look at his FB ref stats, they're still insane. Like, they're actually still an absolute joke of how good his FB ref stats are. Look, I'll show you the uh, the profile of it. Here we go. Um, so in terms of his... Obviously, if we <laughs> look into this in more detail and a tactical breakdown if we do it. But, you know, you're looking at the... For his position, the last uh, 2,197 minutes in the last year, which is still starting level minutes in the last year you're looking at a player of real quality across so many different areas in terms of progression in terms of how good he's on the ball in terms of his tackling and interception and his blocks you know he's just still a very 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 good midfielder so a massive decline in vr i think is is definitely hyperbolic um i wouldn't be going as far as saying that but uh yeah i, I do think that it's a it's a player that i would have no issue as a as a bonus signing to the squad uh it doesn't have to be sellable in two years Vicky. you know if we sign him on a two-year deal we can sign him for two years get him out get what we can out of him for two years and then he can move on for free i i don't have an issue with that at all 
Uh, LMS says, uh, Florian Grealish on a free would be a good business. Add Tillemans and a midfield is solid. I thought Grealish had kind of sorted out his future. Is he still not at this stage? Let's have a quick check on what's going on with him. Because uh, I thought Fiorentina were trying to sign him, but that's apparently fallen through. So he's still available on a free transfer right now. Link with West Ham as well. Maybe he's one that's more of a sensible option. Uh, Crusader says, Torreira rejected to join us earlier for pre-season last season. How will he join us in willingness? Did he reject us? I mean, I saw a picture of him at the Arsenal training ground last season. So I'm not sure whether or not he did reject us. Um, obviously, he did go through a really awful time last summer. So I think there was some compassionate leave that was definitely granted. This summer, it's different. We will have to wait and see what indeed happens. Uh, I know I feel like I'm having to say this every single show at this point, but I'm not commenting on speculation. So stop asking me because I'm just not going to ask about it. Um, Daniel says, can you name a player who is Premier League proven, young, knows Arteta system and commands a low fee to play as a six? The only one in the world is Douglas Louise. Um, how cheap would Ibrahim Sangara be from PSV? Cheap's probably the wrong word. Just rather, how much would he cost? Uh, I know he's not Premier League proven, but he's a very, very good player in that position. Premier League proven players in that position, you know, I'm trying to now think through all the clubs in, in the Premier League of like, you know, a certain level that we could go and get someone. Um, it's it's really difficult to think of of someone who's, who's going to be playing in that defensive midfield position uh, that's Premier League proven that Arsenal can actually go and get and that you can get them for a low-ish fee. I just don't think it's possible, <laughs> to be honest. Samara is not Premier League proven. You know, he's barely played for Leicester. Um, but I'd rather go for someone like an Ibrahim Sangara uh, over someone like uh, a Samara who just hasn't been able to get into the team. Um, yeah, Keenan, Sangara is a damn good shout. I like his profile much better than Douglas Luiz. Um, Maxon's Kakare uh, is the best Leon midfield option. Uh, not a defensive mid, though, I don't think. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong in saying that. What about Ward-Prowse? Again, he's not a defensive mid. He's a box-to-box, you know. It's, and beyond, you know, I know he's got very consistent, very good passing but and very good set pieces. But, you know, for what they would cost, and you're looking at 50 to 60 million pounds, surely what Southampton would charge someone to try and sign James Ward-Prowse. Who knows? But NASA, who we're being linked to, as John said, from AC Milan, formerly of Arsenal, still no Premier League experience. Um, but there you go. And MVR, if you're rolling out all players that come from the Dutch league, I think that's pretty ignorance of what a league that's produced some of the best talents ever to come and play the game, um, to be fair. Uh, what's happened to Milinkovic? Savic, uh, again, Italian links. Italian links. Uh, I'm just not going to go into too much about Milinkovic Savic anymore because he is... Uh, in my view, a player that just isn't on Arsenal's feasible list of targets at this stage. So, sorry, but don't get your hopes up about Milinkovic-Savic. It was a very loose link coming out from Italy anyway. Um, I know it's caused a lot of like high-profile journalists like Fabrizio, for instance, to cover it, but I, I never saw that as a realistic and never, ever, ever was going to try and get my hopes up about signing Milinkovic-Savic ever, ever, ever. Um, Amira says, happy Sunday, Tom. After Friday's game, has any has any of your opinions you had about the players that we should sell and keep change? No, uh, they haven't. Uh, I, I'm still pretty sound about where I sit. You know, Maitland-Niles. Um, who else played that could probably go? Pablo Marie. But Leno didn't play, but he can obviously still go. Um, Nicolas Pepe can definitely still go. I was not impressed by his performance at all. 
Reese Nelson, I think, struggled a bit, but I thought he was better than Pepe. Um, but he can probably move on as well. I don't think there's a place for him in the squad, especially if we're signing someone. If we're not signing a wide player, I'd rather see Pepe move on than Nelson. Um, but it's still about signing him then onto a contract. Is that going to be feasible? I'm not I'm not so sure. Uh, Anana looks interesting, says John. Uh, the Lille midfielder, of course. Uh, and Kingsley says that as well. Absolutely. Um, Christopher says, uh, we've got a mat, Tom, we've got a massive squad until we get some players out the door. Don't you think we should be playing extra friendlies as we want some of our young players to get some more preseason minutes? When, when are you going to play them? Chris, have you seen the fixture schedule for this preseason? It's, it's pretty hectic. I mean, if you think about it, we play, uh, Everton next Sunday. So that's a friendly once a week. We play Orlando city on the following Thursday. That's the game I'm, I'm covering overnight. It's going to be fun. Uh, half midnight that game is um, Chelsea obviously we play against them on Sunday so you got you know three days break and then a week later or less than a week later on the Saturday we play Sevilla and then a week later the season starts on Friday so I don't know where you're going to fit any more games in Chris because we've got a mental pre-season schedule anyway you've already played two games against Ipswich and against um, uh, Nuremberg and now we've got four more games between now and the start of the season. Effectively, nearly one a week until the season starts. Um, Abinav says, uh, Tom, did you see Odegaard practicing his right foot finishing? Also, can we sign a player like a Dennis uh, or a King from Watford as competition for Eddie? I don't think the club are looking to bring in another striker, to be honest. If they were looking to bring in anyone that would play as a striker, it would be a wide forward who can also play in the middle. Uh, I didn't see the video. I've seen, I've seen the video promoted i've not actually watched it yet but uh it's certainly a part of his game that he needs to improve on is his finishing uh definitely something uh kevin says catalan kurjan can he get any minutes this year i don't think so uh he's, he's coming back from a serious injury um he needs to be getting into the under 21s and maybe even the under i don't think the under 18s but definitely the under 21s he needs to be getting into there and playing regularly with them because he needs to work his way back from this injury Ashwin, the rest of the squad are back tomorrow. Um, so everyone else who's not at the club currently uh, is back from their holidays tomorrow. Uh, Mickey says, uh, Nketiah and Jesus would not be enough. If Jesus gets injured, what happens? Nketiah happens. Uh, Grimaldo is a good backup. Tielemans and Savic uh, also good, but also need a high-impact wide man to replace holding. I wonder what Gabriel Jesus' injury record is. You know, this is tempting fate if you've ever seen it. Let's have a quick check on how many games he's missed through injury. I know he, he suffered an injury right at the start of his City career. Uh, didn't miss any games last season. In 2021, he missed 10 games through injury. One was through a knock um, right at the start of the season in September. Uh, in 1920, he missed two games with a hamstring injury. Uh, in 18-19, he missed quite a few games, I think. Six games because uh, of a hamstring problem. And in 17-18, he had a torn uh, ligament injury, which cost him quite a lot as well. So that was the main big injury that he suffered. Uh, 12 games missed, 54 days. I remember that because it was on. I think that was the season of the uh, all or nothing. So, yeah, I think that... Uh, I, th I don't think there's an issue, to be honest, at all. Uh, but we'll wait and see. Let's go to... Um... No sleep, says I keep checking uh, to see if Svanberg has been signed by anyone else. He seems to be waiting on us, wishful thinking. I don't think he's necessarily waiting on us, but he's definitely waiting for a team to come in for him. And he will make a big move, I think, to a much bigger club than Bologna. 
very soon indeed. Um, Sandon says, why isn't Nuno Tavares with the squad for pre-season? Uh, I, I don't know if he was involved in um, under-21s football. I think that's one of the same reasons why Fabio Vieira came back late as well. So I'll have a quick check. Uh, go to national player profile on Nuno Tavares. Played his last game on the 11th of June. So yes, he played against Greece uh, for these Portuguese under-21s on the 11th of June. So he would have been granted an extended holiday. So that's why he's still not back with the squad yet, because he's been with the Portuguese, um, you know, the Portuguese under-21s. And Mickey, yes, I, I do remember Partey's injury record before he signed us was, was perfect. I know it's nothing to go by, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping that, he, that Jesus will be fine for the season. I want to sign a wide forward that can also cover in the middle. Do remember that Martinelli is, is still here. And also remember that uh, Balogun, of course, has not been sent anywhere yet. So there is still that option at the moment. Uh, Ashwin, the team will fly away at the start of next week. I don't know if it's Monday. I think it might be Tuesday or Wednesday they fly. So that's when um, they should be going. But obviously the first game is is on Sunday and they usually do like quite a lot of training out there. They do a lot of social things, um, a lot of things with the fans. And I know that Mike from the Gooners Pod is going to be traveling to a lot of the games and covering a lot of the stuff there. So make sure you're subscribed to the Gooners Pods because he'll be keeping you up to date with stuff on the ground over there. Uh, Ibrahim says, Tom, glad to join you live today from Sierra Leone. Thank you so much for joining me, mate. Uh, Dad says, when can I see Saliba? Maybe on Sunday. That might be the earliest point you see Saliba play. His first, I say first, I know he's played some friendlies, but his first Arsenal game in a long, 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 long time, maybe on Sunday. So let's wait and see uh, if Saliba is indeed involved. Uh, are there any links with Conquo and Runnison? I think Conquo's had some offers and inquiries, but no, no decision has been made. Runnison is very difficult because of his wage that Arsenal sillily put him on, but honestly. Uh, Chris Clark, Dybala, is that worth a look? I think so, yeah. I think it is worth a look. I would look at Dybala as a potential option uh, for Arsenal to bring in on a free this summer. I would have absolutely no problem with Arsenal going for Dybala. Uh, Mikhail says uh, Elise is a backup right wing for Saka would provide good depth and if we can get Zinchenko from City it would be a plus two. Also what are your thoughts Asensio? I like um, Elise. I like Zinchenko. I think they both be very good signings um, especially now. Asensio is a bit of a risk and look I'm going to be very honest. You guys know how much I've enjoyed watching Asensio's career um, and you know from the time when he was at Espanyol on loan and you know came from Mallorca but it's a big, big risk. He's a big, big risk. I'm not sure he's the right player. And for 40 million euros, as was quoted recently, I saw, I think that's just, I think that's just too much. Uh, apparently, there's been an update from Fabrizio on Martinez. Let's have a quick check. Uh, Man United have still no full agreement with Ajax and Alessandro Martinez. New bid worth 50 million euros, not enough yet. But talks will continue as Alessandro uh, wants to try a Premier League experience. Next days will be crucial to understand Ajax's final position. <laughs> Honestly, they're asking for so much money. There's no way I'll be anywhere near justifying that at all. I would just not be justifying um, <laughs> paying that amount of money. It's ridiculous. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much. Uh, for tuning in to today's show. Again, thank you to 
as always, uh, an absolute pleasure. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I hope you have a fantastic Sunday. You've got lots of sports to enjoy. The Wimbledon final. We've got the F1 as well. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's other sports that I'm not into that are going on too. But there's lots to get involved in. Uh, again, a massive shout out lastly again to the Cincinnati Gooners uh, for sending what is a very, very nice uh, scarf. Let me get that right end of it. Hold on. There you go. Wait, that way. There you go. Um, great. Fantastic. Um, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I will see you guys probably somewhere later on today if not definitely tomorrow morning at 8 a.m so make sure you're subscribed make sure you are hitting that notification bell in terms of the poll that ended on over 800 votes 61 percent said yes they would take angola conte 39 percent said no thank you for tuning in i will see you very very soon and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.